Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, but before we start reading, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today and for all that you've done. Thank you for who you are and how you love us. I'm grateful that the creator of all cares about me. Not only cares about me, but makes promises to me. And those promises bring such joy to my heart that I have to just say hallelujah and thank you. You are the God of all and you are passionately, enthusiastically caring about me and loving me. So Father, I lift up this time, I lift up this reading, and I pray that we would hear from you, Holy Spirit, that you would be the one that talks, not me, that you would be the one that we hear from, be your wisdom, your insights, and your understanding, that there be nothing from me and everything from you. We come with our hearts and our spirits open and ready. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So chapter 3 continues, and Paul is reaching out and talking to the church and its leaders in Corinth. He writes in verse 1, Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. Do you feel like at times that you're still an infant? I feel like it at all so often in my spiritual growth and whatnot. Some days all of a sudden I feel like I'm walking pretty well, and then the next thing I know I'm on my butt wondering what happened. So often it's always on my own stumbling block. Anyways, verse 2. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? What, after all, is Apollos, and what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollo watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For, for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only one, as one 
escaping through the flames. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred and you together are that temple. Do not deceive yourselves. If any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So then, no more boasting about human leaders. All things are yours whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, for the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours. And you are of Christ and Christ is of God. So that last part really reminds me a lot of the story of the prodigal son, where the son who stayed home is ticked off that his father is giving his wayward son a celebration. And he says to his dad, what the heck? I never got those things. And yet you're giving it to the one who blew all your money. And the father says to him, didn't you know that at any time you could have asked and you had at your disposal all that I had? And it's the same thing with God. If in every way, We need to ask, and it's all there. And he says here, or the present, all things are yours. Or the present or the future. All future things, all present things, they're all ours. And so that brings me to a sermon by Charles Spurgeon. Charles had just recently preached about this line where it says, um, all things are yours. And he, he focused on the word, the, or the words, the present. And now, and so he had a, he had a sermon about that. And now he's having a second one where he talks about the future. All are yours and you are of Christ and Christ is of God. Kent Hughes writes, the Corinthians lived in a meritocratic, society. They were interested in being upwardly mobile. In some ways, they lived to achieve, progress, and grow their portfolios. In the process of climbing the ladder, they were looking for an expression of Christianity that would serve them in their aspirational pursuits. They desired knowledge, rhetoric, and leaders that would set them apart as being wise, mature, and progressive. Paul speaks a different but gracious word into this context. So, The Corinthians sound a lot like me and a lot like others. They really are looking to move up in all elements of their life. And on a spiritual level, they're looking for a way to grow. And that's how a lot of the argument came, which was, I'm from Paul or I'm from Apollos or whoever else. And Paul is saying, no, not to pay attention to that. Instead, it's God. It's Jesus. Who makes us grow and others water others plant but it's God who makes us grow and so often I know I forget about that 
I know I'm sitting there thinking I need to read Spurgeon. I need to read Tozer. I need to go after so many others. But the reality is it's God. God is the one. His Holy Spirit is the one who drives us and teaches us and helps us up with our understanding. You see, if I just read the Bible and obeyed, then really I'd get all the growth I need because it's the Holy Spirit who teaches us. Now I read these other people and I talk about them here because they help me sometimes with insights. But the reality is I could probably do without them and God would give me the insights I need. I just find it more, find it interesting that how some, someone else will look at it. And I think God can use those people. I truly do believe he directs me to him. But whether or not I'm going after a Joel Osteen or my local pastor or whoever it might be, Greg Laurie or Billy Graham, it's really God who does the work. And I need to understand that my Christian life is not a contest and it's not necessarily a progression of successes. It's about living the life God wants me to live. It's not the life that I've envisioned I should be living for God, but it's a life that God wants me to live. And when I finally understand that and quit striving for the image in my head, the peace will be much stronger, I'm sure, because I still strive for a perfection that is that quite candidly isn't what God wants from me. He wants me to praise him and to love him with my whole being and to love others, not to not swear, not to not drive too fast, not to do this and not to do that. He wants me to love him with my whole being and love others. And if I do that, then I've achieved the goal. And if in loving him, I'm obeying him, because Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey me. And if I'm obeying him, then I'm achieving some other things for him that may seem important or may not, but they're his desires for me. And maybe someday I'll not be this infant who's relying upon milk And someday I could get some solid food. But as it is today, it just feels like the growth has not occurred to the right level. But I'm sure I'm looking at it from my perspective and not his. So with that, let's go ahead and close with prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your your word. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for talking to us for speaking to us and opening our hearts and our minds, for giving us wisdom and understanding. I just thank you for loving us and for being with us and never giving up on us. I just pray that you would be the one that we strive to emulate and that we would listen to your voice. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.